0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional, which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. And good morning, everyone. Welcome. Another beautiful morning here, especially because the rain is out. And we are enjoying the cool. I had the back door open this morning. And the wind, the nice cool breeze was blowing through the house. 79 degrees. We made it under 80 degrees in the, in the morning. That's a victory for us. And we had a potential hurricane coming up the coast. It looks like it's breaking up now and heading out to sea. And we're just getting some nice rain from it. So that's kind of an answer to prayer. We don't need hurricanes causing a lot of havoc around here. So we are going to finish the book of Ecclesiastes today and then move into the end of Acts chapter 10. So with that, let's see what we have in this day trivia. This day, um, by the way, 1st of July for the live feed, you have the very first TV commercial in 1941. That was 10 seconds long, an ad for Boulevard watches. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And you have the um, first Olympic game held in the U.S. in 1904 on July 1st in St. Louis. Very lightly attended. Nobody could afford to go there. You know, they had to pay their own way back then. Okay. So the Spanish-American War. Charge of San Juan Hill, 1898. Wow. Long time ago. Future U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt and his Rough Riders wage their victorious assault. A lot of war-related stuff on this day. Uh, the first U.S. zoo in 1874 in Philadelphia. Uh, and they opened. It uh, charged 25 cents to go in house 1,000 animals. Wow, that's a lot. Buffalo, deer, wolves, foxes, bears, monkeys, 67 bird species, 15 reptiles. Hmm. Okay, Civil War. Battle of Gettysburg. July 1st, 1863. Battle of Gettysburg marked at the beginning of the end of the war for the South. And it was a bloody war. Not being a good student of the Civil War, I didn't know. I forgot all this. But it was the deadliest battle of the the war. Union casualties were twenty three thousand, as well as the Confederate casualties. They both lost about twenty three thousand, with a just a few hundred men in difference uh, difference of the two. And Leah actually offered resignation to Jefferson Davis, but it was refused. Mm. Okay, then two two great things that we all want to know about. The income tax withholding is established in 1943. Goes into effect where employers collect taxes from their employees. Now, that was in 1943. And then to make things even better, in 1962, the Internal Revenue Service is established to make sure all that was going on. And to track us down, and I don't think they all had gums back then. So that's the, this day in trivia history. Now onto the dad jokes. I recently went to the world's tiniest wind turbine exhibit. Honestly, not a big fan. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy? Now this related really, <laughs> this is funny because. There's drive-in movie theaters in New Mexico. There's one up in Las Vegas. We drive out all the time. Um, Did you hear about the guy who froze to death at a drive-in? He went to see Closed for the Winter. I laugh because we were always driving up there, and that was what was on the billboard. All right. We can get serious now. We are moving on into Ecclesiastes and finishing it up. Good thing is I can't pronounce the book very well anyway. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning, and we turn our attention to your word, and we ask that you would again fill us overflowing with the with the knowledge, with the understanding. Give us wisdom, God, to discern truth from a lie, to know how to live in the days that are before us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ecclesiastes ten. Dead flies make a perfume's oil stink. So a little foolishness is weightier than wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart directs him towards the right, but the foolish man's heart directs him towards the left. We'll leave all political puns out of that one. Even when the fool walks along the road, his sense is lacking, and he demonstrates to everyone that he is a fool. If the ruler's temper rises against you, do not abandon your position because composure allies great offenses. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, like an error which goes forth from the ruler. Folly is set in many exalted places while rich men sit in humble places. I have seen slaves riding on horses and princes walking like slaves on the land. He who digs a pit... May fall into it, and a serpent may bite him who breaks through a wall. He who quarries stones may be hurt by them, and he who splits logs may be endangered by them. If an axe is dull, and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. Wisdom has the advantage of giving success. If the serpent bites before being charmed, there is no profit for the charmer. Words from the mouth of a wise man are gracious, while the lips of a fool consume him. The beginning of his talking is folly, and the end of it is wicked madness. Yet the fool multiplies words. No man knows what will happen, and who can tell him what will come after him? The toil of a fool so worries him that he does not even know how to go to a city. Woe to you, O land, whose king is a lad, and whose princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of nobility, and whose princes eat at the appropriate time, for strength is not for drunkenness. Through indolence the raptors sag, and through slackness the house leaks. Men prepare a meal for enjoyment, and wine makes life merry. And money is the answer to everything. Furthermore, in your bedchamber, do not curse a king. And in your sleeping rooms, do not curse a rich man. For the bird of the heavens will carry the sound, and the winged creature will make the matter known. Chapter 11. Cast your bread on the surface of the waters, for you will find it after many days. Divide your portion to seven, or even to eight. For you do not know what misfortunes may occur on the earth. If the clouds are full, they pour out rain upon the earth. And whether the tree falls towards the south or towards the north, wherever the tree falls, there it lies. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of the pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Verse 6. Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed, or whether both of them alike will be good. The light is pleasant. And it is good for the eyes to see the sun. Indeed, if a man should live many years, let him rejoice in them all, and let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. Everything that is to come will be futility. Rejoice, a young man, during your childhood, and let your heart be pleasant during the days of your young manhood, and follow the impulse of your heart and the desires of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these things. So remove grief and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. Chapter 12. Remember God in your youth. Verse 1. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no delight in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the watchmen of the house tremble, and mighty men stoop, and grinding ones stand idle because they are few, and those who look through the windows grow dim, and the doors of the street are shut, as the sound of the grinding mill is low, and one will arise at the sound of the bird, and all the daughters of song will sing softly. Furthermore, men are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags himself along, and the capperberry is ineffective. For man goes to his eternal home while mourners go about in the street. Remember him, Before the silver cloud is broken and the golden bow is crushed. The pitcher by the wall is shattered and the wheel of the cistern is crushed. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. Verse 9, in addition to being a wise man, the preacher also taught the people knowledge. And he pondered, searching out the arranged many proverbs. The preacher sought to find delightful words and to write words of truth correctly. The words of the wise men are like goads. The master of these collections are like well-driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. But beyond this, my son, be warned, the writing of many books is endless and excessive devotion to books is worrying to the body. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. So there you go. (laughs) Finally, we get to the end and get to the conclusion as we have seen, he's pondering as a mortal being, like so many people saying, what is the point of living? Why am I here? And if um, there's no point, I need to eat, drink, and be merry, do whatever I want, party hardy, because I'm just going to die. And there's no point to life. And so he goes through that whole work in his mind, and he's saying, yeah, everybody dies. The good and the bad, they die. The The climate, everything on the earth happens to the To everyone equally, and sometimes the 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 wise and prudent and good man is punished, and the evil man gets away with things. So, what is the point of all of this? He does not have the understanding we do of the in the New Testament. He does know that once you die, we return back to God. And so, in pondering all this in this life, he goes, "Well, I don't see, I don't understand this life, but I do know when we die, every person will." Die, be put in the ground, and their spirit will go back to God. So it's my conclusion, and God will bring every act under judgment. And we see at the last verse, everything that's hidden, even thing that's good, is that after it's all over, God is going to judge our time on the earth. So my conclusion: fear God, keep his commandments. So even though we may not understand everything now, we don't understand, and it doesn't make sense, and sometimes it doesn't seem just. Fear God. Keep his commandments. So this is the Solomon. He's coming through all this now. <laughs> he says this, and and yet what does he do? He does the most abominable sins you can imagine at the end of his life by building these temples to these false idolatrous gods that that some required child sacrifice, human sacrifice. It's just, it's just oh, you know, all you can say is, Thank you, Lord. We live in a time of grace. Thank you we live in a time where we can we can call upon you and be saved by your grace and not by your works because the best man that there was and the wisest man that there was blew it big time. And, yeah, David blew it just as bad. I mean, in one sense, but he repented. Did Solomon repent? I hope so. I think he probably did on his deathbed. I would like to think he was too wise not to and had a great experience with God not to. So, probably, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Acts chapter 10. On the following day, he entered Caesarea. Now, Cornelius was writing to them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up. I too am just a man. And he talked with him. He entered and found many people assembled. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew to associate with a foreigner or to visit him. And yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. This is why I came without even raising an objection when I was sent for. So I ask, for what reason have you sent for me? Cornelius said, four days ago. To this hour I was praying in my house during the ninth hour. and Behold, a man stood before me in shining garments, and he said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Therefore, send a Joppa and invite Simon, who is also called Peter, to come to you. He is staying at the house of Simon the Tanner by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. Now then... We are all here, present before God, to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. Verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace, through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know the thing which took place throughout all Judea. Starting, with, starting from Galilee, after the baptism, which John proclaimed, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were pressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all these things, and he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before him by God, that is, to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly testify that this is the one who who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Of him all the prophets bear witness that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening to the message. All the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did. Can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to stay on for a few days. What a glorious thing the beginning of the worldwide, we could say, church where gentiles are now brought in and this is jesus said he was first got to go to the jews and then to the gentiles and this is as it was and so we see this proclamation and this receiving of the holy spirit by these believers now again when they received the holy spirit they began speaking in tongues which means they were what says he defines it they were glorifying god tongues are meant to glorify god and in this case this is what was happening Um, I do hold a partial dispensational view is that there are certain periods of time that God did amazing things for specific purposes. Here's one. Still think gifts of the tongue are alive, but they're more individualistic now for one's own edification. But it's not for the purpose of showing off or to try and prove that somehow you're more spirit-filled than somebody else. Here, it was evidence because it was a new thing that was going on, just like it was with the tongues of fire with the Jews, and so that all the nations, the Gentiles around could say, wow, all the Gentiles were around the Jews. They said, wow, this is something from God that's happening. I hear it in my own language. Now, the Jews are looking at the Gentiles. It's reverse, and now the Jews are standing back going, wow, this is really something of God falling upon them. and doesn't say but who knows they might have been hearing every all of these gentiles speaking in their own language if there was i'm imagining imagine they're all in hebrew but we don't know i'm just guessing that this was god's way of i making it really evident that he's the god of both the jew and the gentile he's doing almost the same thing and uh again the baptism like the ring was a symbol to the world that they are now married to christ didn't make them married. It was the sign that they were married. There was that sign that I'm making this commitment. This is my sign of commitment. That this is forever. This is a pact that I'm doing. So we have you know theological things that people like try and jump on right away. Oh, who can refuse and baptize them? See, they weren't saved until they were baptized. I don't, I think that's really stretching it, stretching it. Because Peter says that whoever will believe that Jesus is both judge of the living. I mean, he's sent to judge. He's a judge of the living and the dead. Then, then he will be saved. He will come into his kingdom. So it is Peter always focused on belief. Paul, John, all focused on belief and then taught the obedience side of baptism. So there you go. Um, hopefully that didn't confuse the issue, but this is one of those areas that you need to make up your own mind and uh, even with the tongues thing and just whatever whatever your position Um, Be gracious. Don't let it break fellowship with other believers. Just be gracious and keep the main things, the main things. Charles Spurgeon now. Ecclesiastes 11.1 Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. We must not expect to see the immediate reward for all the good that we do nor must we always confine our efforts to places and persons which seem likely to yield us a recompense for our labors. The Egyptians cast seed upon the waters of the Nile, where it might seem a sheer waste of corn, but in due time the flood subsides and the rice and other grain sticks into the fertile mud and a rapidly harvest is produced let us today do good to the unthankful and the evil let us teach the careless and the obstinate unlikely waters may cover hopeful soil nowhere shall our labor be in vain in the lord it is ours to cast our bread upon the waters. It remains with God to fulfill the promise, Thou shalt find it. He will not let His promise fail. His good word, which we have spoken, shall live, shall be found, shall be found by us. Perhaps not just yet, but someday we shall reap what we have sown. We must exercise our patience, for perhaps the Lord may exercise it. After many days, says the scripture, and in many instances, those days ran into months and years, and yet the word stands true. God's promises will keep. Let us mind that we keep our precept and keep it this day. Good word. Amazing word, actually, as we want to come into the Lord's presence, remember. It's a waiting game of patience when we're following the Lord and asking Him to um, guide us in everything. And we want to see people say, we want to see things happen, we want to see ministries grow, and yet it is patient. Patient, waiting upon Him and asking Him to cause, to not only give us the seed, plant the seed, but cause the seed to grow. So, that's a good good thing to remember for today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for this beautiful, glorious day. Ask you to, to bring us, God, into that beautiful fellowship that you are always wanting us to have with you, that we turn out away, that we not get too busy, that we get too caught up in things, that we stop talking to you, stop praying to you. And stop thinking you have the ability to impact our life on a daily basis and to do miracles and to bring about healing. So thank you for the many, many blessings we have. And again, this day, God, we turn to you for for answers on how to live our life before you. Holy and righteous, we thank you that we live in the time of grace that we're not like the people in Solomon's time that had so many questions about what would transpire after their death. What would happen to their bodies? How could they know that they would be blessed and go into heaven with you? They didn't. It was all by how obedient they were. And they had no clear understanding. But we do. We have the assurance. And we know that as Peter came to those Gentiles, he said, if you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. No question about it. So thank you for that. And help us keep that ever in front of us on a daily basis and share that. We do see many blessings, God, from the evangelism team that's been sharing. Thank you for the people they contacted and ministered to. I uh, Continue, God, to work through them. And make them holy vessels, God, as they go before you. Make them pure vessels that just desire to share you, Lord, that share you. And that they are open and, and um and moldable to your image, to your teaching, to your guidance. We pray for the various families that are having needs with their children. Uh, We pray for those that want the right education, God, for their kids. We pray that you might help us to facilitate that. Renee's helping so many kids having difficulties in school. Just expand that, God. We want to see more kids and families that desire to homeschool, have that opportunity, and be successful in it, God. So give us the right tools and knowledge to fortify that support that as it's a fairly new thing down here and thank you for Renee's creativity and what she's doing there and the opportunities the kids are getting god but the other other families that need more help with their education god just help them with their finances and everything as these as we see more and more the public school system is not doing it and not and, and doing everything to to try and take away any any re- valuable knowledge of you, Father, in, in a relationship, in fact, going against it. So I want to pray in that area. And even the public schools that are our teachers that are there in the education, wh- whatever level, y- the, you'd fortify the believers, make them strong witnesses, God. They're <laughs> missionaries in that field. They need your strength, God. Stand up against that system. So ask you to bless them abundantly. For the castor lines, for their daughters, they meet the needs of them, for their medicine, also for... A meal helper, a planner, or somebody can help them come in on a daily basis, God, that you provide that. You'd help uh, maybe Sylvia, who's looking for someone, that, that would all come together for them. And uh, Father, for the other people that are just uh, in recovery from many different medical issues. Thank you for the opportunity, Renee, and I have to go home tomorrow. Just bless the whole trip, God. We're going to pray again for Andrew's wife and just so you be near her, ministering to her, that she would feel a sense of your presence and peace. That goes beyond understanding, knowing where her husband is. you would even bring her joy in the midst of sorrow because of the assurance of the strong, strong faith of her husband. It may just be a sweet time for all family involved, and especially that you might use this time for the unsaved family members to come to terms with their own destiny and their need for you. So God use it as a ministry as well. So thank you. For what you're doing, also pray for Trudy's father who died, uh, who works in Albuquerque in the ministry there in Albuquerque. Just pray that that everything goes well with her and that her her time with her family. So thank you for today. We thank you for being together, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. So thank you, guys. I will do an audio podcast for tomorrow for Sunday. Look forward to seeing you. We're in the Book of Revelation tomorrow, chapter 15. I hope to see you tomorrow, and then we quickly jump on a plane after that and head towards. New Mexico and uh, not a clue what's going to happen Monday morning. So if you don't see me live and it could be an hour delayed or an hour early, I think maybe an hour early, just kind of keep an eye open to see if we go live at a different time due to the time zone change. But if you don't see anything, then check the audio podcast. Okay? So God bless you all. We will see you hopefully tomorrow for church in the morning. Bye-bye.